Ah! Okay, hello, babies. Uh, this is the healing club, bitches. Fuck you. I've got Mairead Dickinson and Sean Connolly here from Massachusetts, from Worcester, Boston, Northeast area of the country. Uh, that's how they talk there. On the podcast, old friends, uh, Mairead and I used to run shows together for uh, a year or so. We ran a contest together, and um, we, we, we were uh, pals for years. I live in her old apartment where um joined here by my new cat, Martin, who is a pain in the ass, who is a teenager now, and he's just ripping apart the whole... Mm, getting into everything. Mm. He's just a little rambunctious, destructive, Tasmanian devil in this apartment who is very sweet and uh, comforting and cute and lovely and smart. But I digress. I always digress. That's sort of the nature of what happens here on this podcast. Anything goes. We're allowed to just free form, free associate, tell bizarre stories, get into politics, sexual politics, political politics. I don't know what kind of politics you like. Um, we have uh, comedy up the ass and in our that's not funny. Um, damn it. You know, whenever I think I'm being funny, it's the worst. You know, I, I, I've, I've come to uh, realize that over the years that when I'm intending to be funny, it's shut the fuck up, Bob. When it's flowing out like, uh, like naturally, then it could be pretty funny. But me trying to control something that I nobody's less good at that like walking into a mood and pretending to control it unless I'm in the mood unless I'm sharing in the vibe of the interlocutor or interlocutor or, or yeah isn't that a good word um the uh, the audience it, be it one person or 30 people or 500 people I if if I'm uh if I'm not feeling what they're feeling, then it's hard for me to pretend. And and if I pretend and I try to manipulate it too hard, then I come off as super obnoxious and not that funny. But I, I need to get better at listening to people. I need to really understand how to share in a conversation and not dominate a conversation. I'm just so nervous and I'm so... Um, insecure that I think that I have to um, just just be a showboat a little little uh, cock of the walk a little little uh, you know oh what I say is oh here here's what I just read this is what I'm thinking this is what I like oh I remember something that happened to me oh I I, I should just fucking listen to people it's very hard for me to do that I think maybe it, it's uh I don't know, whatever dysfunction my personality has, whatever pathology I am um, an exemplar of, I I, I just want to have better uh, control over... I just want to be kind and polite and uh, delightful and charming. I don't want to be some glowering dick. But... Uh, I come up that way sometimes, and I apologize. I, I'm, I'm really just wrapped up in myself, and I think everybody's experiencing the world the way I experience it, and they're not. And, um, you know, I, I hope I reach people I, in, a, in, a, in a way that's uh, you know, less than selfish. I, I, I hope people will actually like this podcast, but, you know, what do I, I, uh, I'm just glad we're all alive. I'm glad this is going on. It was nice to see my friends and, uh, and, and we had a wild conversation. There's some really funny stuff in this conversation with Mairead and Sean and, um, very unexpected stories, a few of them. 
and uh and and we 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 go uh we we have a good time and it's and it's just uh um all right i uh all right i i think about wh how this is supposed to heal anything i i really don't know uh, but i i just don't like to make absolute judgments I, I like to step back from having any kind of certainty or surety or you know diagnostic acuity or you know um i am not an expert i don't know what the fuck i'm doing i have no degree and if i like you i hope it's validating but it doesn't mean anything but i um not 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 professionally or or you know i'm a like for me is not an accreditation i have like my opinion does not really confer anything good but it, other than just like a uh, like a like a, like a, an average simple guy likes it but or doesn't like it i don't know but uh don't vote for trump okay don't don't let don't let trump uh in your mind all right this is the healing club with bob morrissey let's get this thing started thank you This is Ray Bedford. You're listening to the goddamn Healing Club. Why don't you get out there and heal? Close to the edge of the table as possible. Feet as close to the edge of the table as possible. 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 Loud. 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 Make it loud. Make it louder. Fuck you. Ugh. Okay. That'll be good enough. Whatever. Oh, <laughs> um, hello, Mairead, you're back on this podcast, and uh, Sean, this is your first time on the podcast. Cherry popped. Okay, <laughs> you. Uh, like, nothing sexual. We're not allowed to talk about sex. This is where I'm trying to sell this to YouTube. So, um, and Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah. So, I, so I don't know. I'm uh, I'm all sexed out. <laughs> These gay men, <laughs> gay men don't, uh, you know, gay men never like uh, to get into that territory. Like, yeah. gay, gay men have like a never. special kind of like <laughs> aversion to being, you know, open and you know, uh, uh, big mouthed about their their penises and their, you know, <laughs> yeah, their their asses. Yeah, but. You know what I don't like about uh, the way some straight people approach gay men like me is they'll they'll uh, okay I really want to get to know you uh, how do you fuck like do you like it top or bottom <laughs> like what is your favorite f like like porn star who who do you fantasize like what kind of a man is ideal for you and what what would you do with this cock and like do you like uh, ball okay. play are you into you know uh, rimming and all the rest of it or, or, or do you, you have boundaries <laughs> do you have any boundaries at all yeah. <laughs> up top down low <laughs> <laughs> all right, like, but nobody asks how straight people fuck nobody's like oh you guys are getting married so what's it like in bed do you guys fuck like you guys like do you pee on each other do you <laughs> like uh do you get really ripped and you know like kind of stretched and families <laughs> do ask though if you're trying oh yeah yeah I guess not so many. Yeah. You know, my dad works for the government, doing a, a survey, a certain survey, um, about people that have been victims of crimes that they haven't reported to the police, and they just got a new training. They just recently updated their sexual assault questions, and I used to translate them into Spanish, or like I would, I would be his translator, mm -hmm. and uh, and it was already extremely uncomfortable. And he's like, "Don't worry, they took the." the i think it was like two questions about sexual assault and they turned it into like 12 questions and it's like <laughs> and it's like uh it's not only now have you been sexually assaulted it's like um well uh did did they put their fingers in your vagina did they lick it did they did they lick your fingers is one of the questions uh, did they, they lick, lick your they was there fingers. any like oh, uh yeah yeah so did they penetration of any hole is is like the definition of rape? Any uh, ears, any eyes, any nose. <laughs> they are gonna ask every question possible. Yeah. But, like, um, were you wet? Did it feel good? <laughs> <laughs> was it like, 
Do you still Did think you like it, it a little <laughs> bit? Did you enjoy it a little bit? Do you think that still counts? <laughs> like kind of, like kind of, right? You had to, have, right? <laughs> it's like good cop, bad cop, like, like turns the. What are they? Cross examine the rape victim. Oh, that, I think that does happen, and that's probably got to be the worst part about coming forward with. Uh, um, uh, with Is my dad asking them oh, those questions? Yeah, I, I wonder what the percentages of uh, crimes that don't get reported that are you know, like he gets, that. He gets told no a lot. Huh? He gets uh, he. But he asks all women if they've had <laughs> this or that happen to them, and but most all, all men too. All men. It's okay. The, the yeah, s- I just always assume it's going to happen to a woman. All, yeah, yep, all men, something we all do. women. Yeah. And they start <laughs> they start interviewing people at twelve. Oh. And uh, yeah, so it's the person that was training him. It's like uh, oh, yeah. people are people are gonna like these questions. Oh. And they were like, "Yeah, uh, if they need some privacy, you can just uh, like, hey, like, can we go to a private room?" That was their <laughs> suggestion. He's like, "Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Is ask if I can go to a private room with your 12 year old daughter <laughs> to talk about sex and not yeah. just sex, but fingering of all kinds." Or you know, yeah, I think I think people should be allowed to say things that have happened to them so if you're a victim uh just just you know feel free to go forward i don't know if uh, a lot of victims listen to this podcast that maybe is my uh inadvertent uh, target audience <laughs> victims people with a victim complex yeah like, like like victims who who feel like nobody's listening and um <laughs> like because because uh, that's how i felt that's why they I don't need know why. A, they need a healing club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is for for people. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I I just named it the healing club just because I thought that was a nicer thing to attempt than like the you know kicking people's ass or whatever. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, why don't we do something that like? And it, it was right after um, I started the podcast right right before the twenty twenty election. And so I was hoping that Trump would not win and that we could all heal from that. Dang. And um, and, 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 and grow stronger together. Yeah. And, and, and reexamine what led us to this place. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, but I don't know if, if – I don't think my podcast has done very much good in the world. I think it is <laughs> absolutely so fallen on deaf ears. It's so and, good for me oh, yeah. when I've come by. Oh, okay. Cool. All right. <laughs> like when you're on it. I, 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 listen, I listen to it when I know people on it. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. Me too. Yeah. Well, Me that's too. the whole point, actually. Really, the point is just to uh, like provide an index of all the comedians and friends of mine in Houston. Yeah. And um, so that people who aren't living here can hear the voice of somebody they like from Houston. I, and I, I love it for that. Yeah. So. Same. Yeah. Shout out to me in the future listening to this. You're a good guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, I know him. Hey, stay yeah. with it. Stay with it, pal. You got this, pal. Whenever I watch my own Instagram stories, um, Sean makes this joke about, like, he comes over my shoulder and he says, what's this butch up to? <laughs> so this is Sean in the future listening to his own voice saying, what's this bitch up to? <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought, what's this butch? Like, you were role-playing like you're a lesbian couple and, like, you are <laughs> so <We> could. <laughs> And oh. if we do, I would love to tell the U.S. Oh. Census Bureau all okay. about it. <laughs> what, what's your, yeah. Um, <laughs> right. But good for your dad for doing that. That seems like a good job. Uh, it seems like something people need to know. And, uh, you know, I, I wish I were doing something good for the world. I'm not. I, uh, I'm not going out there and saving the children. I'm not out He's there. not saving them. He's <laughs> aggregating data about the children that have been harmed. Okay. Well, that's that's for the sake of the children. Yeah. <laughs> so that the that's children won't true. have to live with, uh, you know, what, what we all, all been so through. So have the stats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, like what's, what do you call it in sports? Sean, you know, sports, when, yeah. when they get numbers. Yeah. They're like. Stats. <laughs> yes. Like we're doing fantasy football, but for the census. Yes, <laughs> fantasy football, but about crimes okay. committed but against children. Anyway, knowledge is power. Yeah, that's what I believe. And uh, <coughs> what did I? I said on Facebook uh, just yesterday something. I, I said because I was talking with uh, some people, Nick Palermo. I think I was talking to, 
and I was saying I'd rather be a depressed loser than an overconfident idiot. Because if you're an overconfident if idiot, you're not really thinking about what you're doing. No. Sure, but if you're sure, a depressed sure. loser, you're, you're, you're going over every second of where you went wrong. Totally. Sure, sure, sure. And, yeah. uh, and uh, overconfident is the key because, you know. Yeah, like, all those three boys. If you win when you don't deserve it, or if you get something just by luck or happenstance or chance or, you know, uh, just kind of faked results, then uh, then you can be a, an overconfident idiot in the aftermath. They're like, yeah. But once I get something, I feel like I deserve it because possession is nine-tenths of the law. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, <laughs> but I, I'd rather know the truth than, like, get something – through false means that like inflates a false sense of ego or you know mm-hmm. so so being a being a sad idiot is is not just like it, it's kind of intentional mm-hmm. sure for me i feel like if you're an overconfident idiot you're someone that's like um dying in a in a tubing accident on a lake or uh you know like water skiing or um like a parkour accident yeah but parkour, i think yeah. yeah yeah well i hope the damage is just limited to you if you yeah yeah it seems <laughs> like an overconfident idiot yeah. will like do things that affect other people rather than just like yeah absolutely you know blowing his own face off at a barbecue or whatever no really uh, my friends ran a band in worcester called high command and mm-hmm. uh they were just on tour in europe and they were in england drinking late night getting food and they were drunk, sitting at a booth, and these teenagers, who were like eighteen-year-old kids in England, were like bullying them essentially, just seeing these bunch like these like thrash metal nerds. Oh, sitting there, and they were like, uh, "Oh yeah, you Americans, you're so tough, hiding behind your guns. Oh yeah, you're so tough, you're so tough. I bet you we could kick your ass. But you're so you dumb Americans, you're so dumb, you dumb Americans. Mm. We could, I bet you we could beat you up." And the lead singer Kevin uh, gets up and goes, "Hey, you can call me retarded all day." But don't call me soft. I go kick your ass right now. <laughs> so did he? Did he no, beat up kid, those? The, kid, the kids ran away. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'd be like, yeah, I'm soft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm too old to give a shit. I thought that was, yeah. a, I thought that, was just, that was such a great move though. Like, yeah. Call, call, like, just be crazy. You can insult my intelligence, but. Yeah. But you cannot call me weak. <laughs> <laughs> weak. I am stupid, not weak. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Oh. <laughs> That's so funny. I wish I were uh, strong and powerful. Like I'm both. I'm soft and weak. Is that the? Uh, are those? The yeah. two? Oh, dumb and weak. I I feel great. Mm. I'm going through the world just like a soft little ball of play-doh. Like yeah. that Zoloft ball? That's me. That rolling <laughs> egg is me. <laughs> mm. I'm kind of a Woody Allen type. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Excuse me, Census Bureau. Can I get you on the line? Like, Someone wants to report just, a crime against uh, children. <laughs> um, you know, shrimpy and uh, neurotic and, you know, so funny. <laughs> and controversial yeah all that yeah and, yeah it's just like me <laughs> damn some good movies from that woody allen can't uh I've i can't always, deny i've they always hated i've hated them all she Whoa. has Whoa. even before he was like a problem Whoa. even blue jasmine when <laughs> kate blanchett won the academy award i don't know if i've seen it's that one a good movie i okay so. here's my problem with it and see see if this rings true for you in every Woody Allen movie I've ever watched, all the dialogue is just like a man and a woman bickering for like 45 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> uh-huh. And that's an entire scene. Yeah. It's uh, he's got some he's got so many uh movies that uh some of the worst ones if those are the only ones you've seen, like if you just saw Small Time Crooks or like anything else or What about Midnight in Paris? What do you think about that? That movie sucks. It's all right, okay. whatever. <laughs> like, what about Annie? But Annie Hall. Annie Hall, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> musical Annie. Yeah. Okay, whatever. But yeah, I mean, like his rep, his. But like, uh, I like Match Point. But but Manhattan, movie. I think, is gross. I think all the Manhattan movies. Is gross. I think many of the movies that uh, 
that he stars in himself are hard to watch now. Totally. But but I one of my very favorite movies is uh, <laughs> I really like Sean Penn in Sweet and Low Down. Oh. With, where he plays a guitar virtuoso and uh, who's yeah, who's, Rainer, who's right? too he, he's super dysfunctional and then he falls in love with the deaf woman and and they um or, or <laughs> the way you said deaf sounded mute, like a slur. <laughs> no, a, a mute woman, not a deaf woman. Um, She's mute. She can listen to his music but she can't talk. And gotcha. so he has to learn sign language to talk to her, but he's too stupid to uh, do that. So he just yells at her and never understands what <laughs> she's thinking. And and that's like the best Woody Allen relationship I've ever seen. It's kind of like, isn't it like, like a mockumentary too? Yeah, like a little bit. They interview yeah. like Wallace Shawn as an expert in jazz or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and Brad Garrett, I think, is in it. <laughs> yeah, got, yeah. Uh, I like that movie. That's a good movie. I thought it was really good. Yeah, yeah you're right about the relationship thing. Yeah, it's different than any, like, yeah, it's not... It's not a, a a little a little man pescing pescering a woman to to date him. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. He's a pathetic dude in the movie. But, yes, but he's also super talented. Exactly. And, like, yeah, and, and he's so much better looking than Woody Allen. Sean Penn. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Although maybe neither one's like super hot. No. But Sean Penn, I I better than Woody Allen. Say that much. Peak Sean Penn. <laughs> yeah, pretty hot guy. Yeah, Peak Sean Penn's a hot guy. Yeah. Mm. Not not you're thinking like Harvey Milk. Mm. At close range. Watch at close range. Oh fuck. Mm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Excuse me, it's me and Bob now. Eighties <laughs> Sean Penn. Watch <laughs> Dead Man Walk. He's pretty gross in Dead Man Walking. He is gross in Dead Man Walking. He's supposed to be. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm a movie guy. I'm a movie nerd. I don't. I watch movies with my boyfriend twice a week at the theater, and then we just watch movies all the time. And I work three days Aww. a week, and I'm just submersed in movies. Movie, movie, I'm a movie. movie guy. All I do is, I do that more than I do stand up. I think sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, if if I wasn't with Sean most of the time, I would never be able to choose anything to watch. Nah. I just yeah, me me by myself at my home, I would just be scrolling 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 and never choose anything i get a panic text a lot being like what tell me what to watch right now or i will atrophy uh. yeah it's like 10 30 and uh put my son down like two and a half hours ago <laughs> and i'm like I, it's time to f- fucking relax okay how are we gonna relax okay and then i i just can never choose a movie yeah or a show or anything I think uh, a lot of people are addicted to TikTok because they don't have to choose to watch the next thing. God, yeah. And it's only a so minute true. long, and uh, you don't have to like it You'll that much. You'll be like, oh, I hated that. Oh, but I liked that <laughs> like, one. Yeah. And then I liked that one. And then yeah. I hated that. But it's okay because by the time you know what you think about it, the, the video is already over. Uh-huh. And I don't – I just don't like using TikTok because I don't like being in places in public with a loud phone. Oh, like, like blaring at a coffee shop and everybody has to look at me and not read their book or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Wherever I am, I just I can't really unless I'm at home. I'm not looking at TikTok. We've convinced our yeah. son to wa- like that he can watch things that are below volume. Like he w- he'll watch YouTube on our phone if we're in a public place, and it, no one knows he's even he like he, um. he might be looking at a blank screen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I I, Very, I, I can't God. imagine growing up with the screens. I know. I can't I, I can't think about like it's a it used to be. S- so like special to hear a certain song like that would only pop up on the radio or yeah. something mm-hmm. that I had to wait for. That I didn't yeah. know when it was coming, but when it did, and I got to hear I don't know what the fuck I was into like Linda Ronstadt or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, um, like I was so I uh, I was a little gay kid who liked a lot of R- Linda Ronstadt stuff <laughs> at age seven. Yeah, and, I was in I Genesis. Was, and I was waiting for <laughs> Traveling Wilburys. That was oh awesome. yeah, I was. Like, <laughs> Really then, open, but then I then I uh, then I got a friend who's like, "Have you heard about this?" And it was like poison, and I was like, "Oh shit, that changed my world. <laughs> it changed my whole world." Poison. <laughs> that's like the hottest music on the market. <laughs> that, that's the coolest guys who ever played. Ricky Rat told me to listen <laughs> <Yeah>. to. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm a tough guy. I like poison. Wait, like, what was what was the tough guy music you was? Oh, was it uh? We listened to uh, I can't remember now. Your but your cousins listen to Guts. You listen to hard. You listen to hardcore from time to time. <laughs> you listen to Mighty Mighty Boston. That'd be funny if you thought that was hardcore. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, 
The band I used to really like. I think they're from Houston. They're called the John Bonet. You ever listen to them? No. I don't listen to local stuff. I don't support local artists. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I love I love them. I and I went to one of their concerts at Oh God, what is it called? Super where, Heavy. Where where no 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 where Warehouse Live maybe Warehouse like as their okay. original yeah. location. Oh yeah, because I used to run an open mic out of Warehouse Live in the green room. Yeah. And, and uh it was terrible. There'd always be a band playing next door that was louder than uh <laughs> us holding the yep, microphone, yep, which yep. is uh, <laughs> there's no sound proofing. So uh so And I bought it I bought a t shirt from the band and the and the lead singer was like selling me the shirt and he was like what size and i was like uh i don't know small and he was like yeah you look pretty small and then he sold me a small shirt and i still have it and i still wear it i brought on this trip no that's a pretty good story (laughs) 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 anyways nice guy nice guy (laughs) smaller than me so John and y'all, 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 you can travel a lot with uh, comedy. Like, with, uh, with, but what are some of the things that you've, you've put together in Boston, Sean? Well, uh, you've been doing, like, a Boston comedian for how long? Like, 10 years or 14. so? 14. 14? Yeah. Damn. I know. Coming uh, up on, it'll be 15 in April. Holy shit. I know. It's crazy. Holy uh, shit. Yeah. I've, uh, yeah, I used to run a. I will, hopefully we'll be back soon. We, it got stopped because of the pandemic, but we had a comedy festival in Worcester, Mass, for a long time called Root and Nanny. And, uh, yeah, sh- I mean, I used to direct this amazing show called Old School Game Show. It was, like, part trivia, part burlesque, part, uh, I don't know, like, hero's adventure. <laughs> it was, uh, but it's like, it's like The Price is Right, but with a plot. So a little bit like Dusty's Wheelhouse show, where, where like, a game show but element to it. There was, there was like, a... a like, Literally like a, a a full plot for the host. Uh-huh. Like he would start out wanting to do something and then like stumble into having people come on stage to, for him to give questions. And then so like dinner theater improv? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Did, but we, it was all it was all scripted. And uh, we had like it was like there were uh, characters would come out and, and bring him on different journeys. And that would that would make the questions be a certain way. And then. Uh, yeah. And. Whoever won would also like be a part of his like the climax of, of the story. Uh, yeah, was, nobody really does that in Houston. But you you both did that on Tuesday at the TNA show that uh, Tess and Corliss run on Tuesday oh, yeah. as a secret group. They did a monthly fuckery night is when they experiment with the format of the show and everybody. But ev- in this month, everybody went up on stage doing a different character. And I remember Maraid, you were Maria Bamford. Yeah. And uh, what, what were you? Sebastian Maniscalco. <laughs> you were Sebastian Maniscalco. Did, did people get that? No. One oh. guy got it. One oh, guy yeah? knew. And, but he was Sebastian mad. Sebastian Maniscalco. He was like mad Doesn't he knew he about like it. Yeah. 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 Chicago. Chicago, Chicago did Italian. Did he guess? Did he yell it out? Yeah. Oh. Someone someone else guessed disease, uh, oh. which I thought was really funny. <laughs> Shout out Joffer. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would have been, yeah, like they think you're going to go up there and do brown face. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and yeah, I did, I did, uh, Sebastian, and one, yeah, one guy got it. Um, oh. I just didn't know what to do. I mean, I also wanted to do Mike Birbiglia, but no one would have got that. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> yeah. You would have had to be real low. I could have done or... Dane Cook, I guess, but would, do people remember him? <laughs> Yeah. I think of like high energy people because I come I kind of. I would have been energy. Sam Kinison. Yeah. I think Sam Kinison oh, might have been. Oh yeah, but would they have got that? Could have gone. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> it's not hard. It's not hard. <laughs> it's like um. I would have gotten Dane Cook. I think I used to. Was in there. I used to listen to Ugh. Dane Cook. Um, in sixth grade, my friend had an iTunes. Her Apple iTunes. She bought Dane Cook's album. Harmful and we. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We. But we. Yeah, we got up to next to her her family's desktop computer and we listened to it and we laughed a lot and it was I <laughs> a foundational moment for me. I watched his first special in 1999 when it was on Comedy Central and yeah. thought, "Oh, this guy's laugh." But I and he's from Boston. And I did I all I remember of it was it 
like the end of the set, he rips his shirt off and pretends to be a predator or yes. something. Yeah, the AI is doing that. Oh. And, uh, and it was just like an excuse for him to rip his shirt off. Absolutely. Did he and look good back then? <laughs> he looked real good. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and, um, he had just moved to L.A. He was uh, ripped. I'm going to do my clothes or rip my shirt off because I'm hot. <laughs> And that was a good uh, outcome. Uh, he did get a couple specials, and he was uh, very famous and uh, worked. movies. And yeah, and our, um, one of our son's favorite movies. He's the he's the it's an oh. animated movie. Planes. Oh. He's, the, he's the lead, and yeah. it, they had a, it had a sequel. Oh. He was in two Pixar movies. <laughs> Are those Pixar movies or comp- I guess they're Disney. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, Mr. Brooks as well. He played Kevin Costner's uh, protege yep. or whatever. Yep. And serial Killing, which is a ridiculous movie. Have you ever it's, seen it? It's really ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I just can't. His, like, <laughs> his 55-year-old bloated face next to the face of his 19-year-old girlfriend is just burned into my memory. And mm. I can't imagine well, him any now. other way. I know, but I'm just saying, <laughs> I like the Instagram photos. No, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Ugh, it's um yeah it's why would you yeah i don't know it's probably not a good career move right now but he's like what the fuck what does it matter i'm gonna he he just wants to be with a 19 year old and i guess that's uh an adult's privilege yeah but, um, <laughs> fuck. i guess he has like i guess he has, still has like crazy but, parties. but he used to be pretty hot yeah he did used to be one of the hottest guys now i mean i just wouldn't Okay, I would have a 19-year-old girlfriend, but I would just be like, no photos together, please. Yeah. Until until maybe he reaches like a, like a respectable-looking elder, you know? Like sometimes people look elegant yeah. in their old well, age. Well, it's got to be possible to meet somebody your own age. Totally. Yeah, it's got to be, you know, like or within 10 years. There's only one it's photo like, of Seinfeld with his 17-year-old girlfriend. Ooh. Back in the 90s? Yeah. There's only one. I so remember he did a pretty it. good job. Yeah, yeah. He's Considering like there's a million of Dane Cook and his and his teenage girlfriend, but there's only one. I would just be like, <laughs> stop taking photos of us. I look like cat vomit in these photos. I would just be like, I don't, I don't look good. But you know what? Maybe that's just women taking responsibility for the image that they foist upon others and the image they put out into the world. And maybe, maybe some people don't care about that. Yeah. Well, I don't. <laughs> I was with a uh, 60-year-old guy who was swinging and uh, and he fucked a lot. He was on Grinder. He's rich. Okay. Okay. So yep. a lot of 19-year-olds are like, oh, hell yeah, daddy, you're rich. I don't care what you look like. Give me some money, daddy. <laughs> and uh, he's like uh, never exclusive. It was a constant. It's like a sex addiction. If it's, I don't even know if sex addiction is a real thing. Or if it's I'm just pretty like, sure I uh, know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Like, but yeah, he was pretty gross. But uh, a lot of, and then, but like, there's a lot of people who would say that uh, you can't shame me for the person that I choose to uh, have sex with, and you know, I I see the world through my own eyes, not yours. Let me live my life, you know, and I'm with a 55 year old and I'm 19, you know, well, I'm I'm doing this because I want to and you can't stop me sure. or him. Sure. But uh, but I don't know. I'm a, like there's a there's a good explanation, but but uh, the, I'm sort of feeling like it's not that cool either. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> like it's like most cases, it's not that cool. I guess it's kind I, of, I guess it can be exciting, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. parties. Yeah, no, I get, I get what both, both of them get something out of it. I'm just saying, yeah. why doesn't, <laughs> yeah, why doesn't Dane Cook look at that photo of his 19 year old girlfriend next to his bloated face and think that's terrible? Please don't share that yeah. anywhere. Please delete it, delete it, delete it. But maybe that's like part of her like, like, like price of admission for like yeah. dating her is like we need to post a million photos on Instagram. That's I look hot and I need to post these photos. So in your giant house. Yeah. 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 I, I hooked up with a couple of early 20s dudes when I was in my late 30s, which um, when when I would see the two of us together in a mirror, I was like, this doesn't this doesn't look right. <laughs> <laughs> this, this isn't. Uh, like, 
Uh, like you want to be with somebody who <laughs> like looks like, like like. When I take photos with my my son, even when he was a baby, I'd be like, "Ugh, you can't uh, look this good in this photo. Your skin is perfect. This is not oh. fair. I don't want anyone to take photos of us together because you look too good." No. Oh. Some people just Ray, don't have Ray's in love with her son. She wants to marry him. We will be married one day when <laughs> the laws are changed. Uh, and, um, and by the way, when I say her son, I mean also mean my son. <laughs> no, I. Yeah, we're perfect together. <laughs> we're no, her son. You're already calling. It, you're already calling it her son. <laughs> I said it just to be. Okay, very inflammatory. <laughs> yeah, no, me and my son, we're perfect together. I hear you're best friends. I've heard that. We are. We're yeah, best. She, she reminds him a lot, too. <laughs> She's always telling him that they're best friends. And he's like, yeah, we are. Yeah. Because that's all he knows. Okay. I think. He likes it. He's <laughs> <laughs> we're having fun. We're having fun together. You, we're you, both cute and gorgeous. And you know what? You are balancing it out more. You have convinced him to run around the house screaming, I love my daddy. Yeah. <laughs> Which is very nice. It feels good because usually it's just about them. It's them showing and never do it. So. Yeah, yeah. So I've, yeah, I've inserted a couple uh, it, 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 suggestions, strongly worded suggestions that he should say that he loves his daddy. Yeah. But then, like, I know that I'm the puppet master. So I'm really like, the, really, when you're saying uh, you love your daddy, it's really about loving your mommy so (laughs) i still think some of my strongest memories are from around uh age one to seven really or or like five to seven i I don't think i really remember much from before age five although i think they're like trace uh like your brain makes impressions and then you're predisposed toward liking certain stuff because the channels and the grooves were all created Mm -hmm. in a time when you couldn't actually like chunk things into perceivable memories but the things that happen to you when you're an early like at your uh developmental stage are the most important things that happen to you in your whole life yeah totally i have it, heard that yeah i uh which is scary yeah like <laughs> to mold a young mind uh i just unlocked a memory recently about the first time i um not yeah the first time i, I watched a, like a an armed robbery what yeah when i was six was You're it your dad? Or, <laughs> no, no, it wasn't your dad. It was no, my mom like, and I were out at a, like a. There's like a, a. It used to be a local like. Maraid, can you grab a beer for me when you're okay? Oh, you better. Hey, uh, Maraid, uh, can you pick up a beer for me on your way, on your way back here after Sean's story? It was like a like a like a Target, but it was like a localized version of a Target called Caldor. Caldor? That Caldor. sounds like it's from space. I know, right? <laughs> it sounds like, uh, it's, it's, like the ruler of a different galaxy. Like, Caldor. Uh, Zardoz's brother, <laughs> Caldor. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we there was – I don't know why it was set up this way, but the jewelry was set up right near the cashier, like at the at the exit. And, mm. yeah, well, I'm, we're checking out, and a guy pulls out a gun, puts it in the jewelry person's face, and it's like me to the other side of the room – that's the distance and i'm like hey mommy what's going on she's like well, we're just checking out she was so cool oh she just played it she so didn't cool. act like she did it was an emergency out. she was she literally at one point goes we're all just gonna sit down real quick uh. and we all just sat down and it happened and he left and we all got up and mm. we walked out of the store and <laughs> it was crazy but yeah it, and uh did they catch the guy who knows oh you never you never followed up no i never followed up the only time I know about a, a, a real crime that where, like, something bad happened to me and something happened in the end is when I was in fourth grade, two women tried to hijack our bus. What? Like, we were coming back, and a kid had was, like, playing guns in the back of the bus. With, like, was, like, a little you know, fake you know, Uzi? Yeah, he, he, he used like, to have yeah. little fake Uzis. It was literally his finger. He was just, like, yeah. pretending to pick off cars, and these women didn't like that or whatever. And they, I don't know. You never get the real story, right? But... Uh, at a stoplight, one of the women got out of the car and tried to get into the emergency exit on the back of the on bus. the school bus. Yes, yes. Okay. And we all stopped her. We all held the like they the, the big kids got us to the bus. And we all were holding on to the latch, and then we drive off and they stop again. And this time, a woman has a the woman has a gun, 
and she's tapping on the window, like taunting. Is she like standing on the hood of her car while somebody drives, and she's like tapping on the back (laughs) back of the bus with the. She would get she would get in the car and then get out at every stoplight and jump on the bumper. Whoa! Yeah, and uh, eventually we all got we all got off uh, at my stop and ran into the basement. And there was like thirty kids from from the bus all got off on the same. Because the woman with the gun was chasing the the school bus full of kids. Yes, and uh, that could be a good movie. They all just drove away, right? Yeah, it actually could be, be like speed, but with like children. (laughs) Maraid chasing school kids on a bus. Yeah. Do you think you would have it in you to be to play that part? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You think you? There's enough bottled up rage. You'd you'd be convincing as the you know. because I was not picturing a woman who looks like you. No, they were <laughs> they were both obese. Well, they sounded Could athletic. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, actually, yeah, I was imagining them to be athletic. They were. Uh, oh. Wow. They were both. I mean, in, in my recollection of being in okay. fourth grade, you know. And in fourth grade, you think obese like you're ten pounds overweight. Yeah, you're like, exactly. Fat bitch. Yeah. My dad. <laughs> my dad was so fat. <laughs> uh, but it, in the end. Uh, they dr- they ended up driving away because a lot of parents were around or whatever, and but we got all got called in the library to give our report like to what happened and they all because everyone thought we were making it up, and but we all had the same story and so it all checked out and they they checked up on it and like a couple months later, we got uh, called down to the library again at the same place where we made our statements and they told us that they got caught in a high speed chase in Kansas, and uh, got into an accident and. Their car burned up and they both died. Oh, Wait, children, really? gather round! And we all, and we all cheered. <laughs> yeah! They literally were like, they were like, and they're dead. And we all went, yeah! <laughs> they told you that? <laughs> yes. Wow. School is they different. Bunch, they had a bunch then. of illegal guns and drugs that they were trying to smuggle to their boyfriends in California. Seems like a big risk to go attack what? a school bus. I know. <laughs> like, How could they be? obese then these are hotties these are yeah. bleach blonde hotties sounds like they would be like uh like drug lords in a 50s film or yeah. whatever like, like you know like like be wearing leather jackets and slick back hair you and yeah. know you know yeah. in the like, car like, that they said that they were thelma and louise like you absolutely know for a fact mm. that that's what they said to each other sean these ladies are hot <laughs> <laughs> like they're matrix hot. they're doing hot girl shit <laughs> yeah, okay yeah exactly exactly yeah. they're wearing long leather coats yeah they're and they're hot. Nobody they're, fucks with them. Yeah. I, don't know. <laughs> I guess I'm just blue-pilled. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, that's maybe, sounds... you, maybe you just remember them as being unattractive because they you didn't like me. them. Because they terrified you. But really, they were hotties the whole time. And if you met them at a bar tonight, you'd be like, that's a little hottie. I remember mm-hmm. at one point, too, one of the women flashed us. Her, I didn't see it. Titties? Yes. And I didn't Not see it. Not to be insulting or insensitive, uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> oh. but one of like the older kids one of, like the sixth graders or whatever were like oh my god she just flashed her fat tits and maybe that's maybe that's what made me think they're fat in the yeah. end is that oh because yeah, she had fat tits <laughs> that makes her even more attractive I know I what is your... tits are supposed to be fat those are the yeah. good ones <laughs> If she if he said flat tits, he'd be yeah. like, oh. <laughs> no, nope, ah. fat. Uh, just flashed her fat tits at us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why? Why do you need the adjective, boy? It's <laughs> 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 better. It, it's yeah. It sounds realistic. Uh, <laughs> like, Ray, do you have any experiences like that growing up? <laughs> Not that I remember. Oh, you got any Fair. repressed ones you can uh, make up and pull out of your ass? <laughs> One time you were real badass and you climbed onto the roof of the elementary school. I did. I did do that. But that was that was just me being a little brat. Oh, that's cool. You climbed onto the roof and you're like, hey, fuck off, kids. Yeah. You were like the... It was just... Yeah, I don't know. The whole school's the, like, get down from there. It was on. A, it was like on the weekend. Oh, okay. There was, like like a, like there was a cop on his bike that like, saw <laughs> us. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did, we, he, did he flash his fat tits at you? <laughs> <laughs> So now it sounds like a dazed and confused kind of thing, yeah, where like where that. it's like kids like doing that. something like like unsupervised that you know is a little bit risky. But not yeah, bad. yeah, not bad overall. <laughs> like, and then uh, uh, and then the cop like brought 
we were down the street from where we from where I lived, and it was me and my friend Laura, and then we the cop brought us back to my house, and uh, and then Laura's mom came to get her, and uh, my mom was like super fucking pissed, and Laura Laura's mom was like, she guys like want to go to McDonald's or something? Kind of <laughs> like hungry. It's kind of like lunchtime. And my mom was like, no, McDonald's ah. is a treat. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But yeah, it just yeah, went to show that, like, to me, I was like, oh, wow, people's parenting styles are extremely different. Yeah. I I used to, uh, there's this one, one parent in our neighborhood who used to let the 12-year-old smoke because she was an alcoholic who liked to drink with all the 12-year-olds. <laughs> you know, when you, you used to think that kids like that were so cool, and then a couple years later you were like, oh, their parents didn't care about this. Well, they did, but they are just like, everybody's got to smoke anyway. You may as well smoke here or whatever. Yeah. You know, you're not going to stop them from doing what they're already doing. <laughs> I know by, from my experience of being addicted myself. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't have the answers, but, but she was a nice woman though, and she was a good parent. And uh, I'm not gonna say like they had. Yeah, sure. Yeah, by the time I was friends with uh, her youngest, was, he was like the youngest of six. Mm. So, uh, and I'm the youngest of seven. So I get the whole uh, I don't give a shit anymore. Mm. Like, yeah. yeah, let the kids, let the goddamn kids smoke. They're gonna fucking smoke anyway. <laughs> God damn it! I've already tried. <laughs> God, For the first three, I tried to <laughs> stop them. I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> did they how this is this is a fear i have as uh, uh, someone with a kid who's gonna have friends come over all the time how how did their house smell probably pretty bad but yeah. i didn't remember oh, okay. yeah actually they were super rich and uh what? yeah dad's a lawyer makes a lot of money he's a saxophone player a little eccentric why they're eccentric rich people what? Okay. Wow. I, I love this family. I, uh, <laughs> I want to be in this family now. I'm jealous. Yeah, I grew up around rich kids. Whatever. I, you know. But uh, it it doesn't always work out well for the rich kids either, though. So sure. Yeah. No. Here don't don't try to trade. Oh, at the at the strip club, the the manager was trying to say like that's the worst kind of uh you know prejudice is prejudice against rich people. <laughs> That's that's the one no. thing I will not forgive. That is the only prejudice I I hate. That is, that is wild. That, that is what actually, a take. What, what a take. That's the only prejudice I hate. That's like that's probably the worst thing a person could say. It's probably not. Yeah. That's like uh, totally. That's like, what I imagine. It's so not like true. I always, I always like drive through like it's like what? I drive. Through Bel Air, and I see like, um, you know, like the tiny little house. You know, like the the land has become more valuable than the houses that are on them. So like, there are like teeny tiny little shacks, and then around them are all these like McMansions because they always tear them down. And uh, Sean and I thought it was interesting. We drove through Bel Air recently and saw a, one one of the original houses, teeny 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 tiny shotgun house, and surrounded by all these mansions, but it had like a Trump twenty twenty four sign in the front mm. lawn. And we thought, like, that's someone that idolizes rich people. Yeah. But will never be rich themselves. So somebody lives in a teeny, teeny, tiny little lot next to somebody and who lives in a yeah. super expensive million dollar. Uh, and it's like, but they I'm I rich, too. Exactly. Yeah. I, I deserve it, too. They identify I, the with being trickles rich. down for me. Yeah, they'll I never be rich. I think I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why. Rich people are yeah. heroes yeah. to me. I love them. I would do anything for Don't them. be prejudiced against rich people. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're good. They're good people. I look up to them myself. Hey, their person puts one pant leg at a time on them. <laughs> Being their, um, their servant. I didn't want to say servant. <laughs> Although person just sounds like you know, like an annoying rich woman. Uh, yeah, he's my person. Yeah, I wish I had a butler. That'd be that'd be cool if I hired a Mr. Belvedere to move into this apartment <laughs> and just sit and yeah. like uh, <laughs> and stay in the closet on a cot <laughs> in the walk-in closet, and then I'd have the rest of the efficiency to myself. Just and then opens up the closet. You rang, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> I used to be like you. Uh -oh. I used to be lit. 
sleeping in the closet, but no more because mm. I'm rich now and I respect rich people. <laughs> yeah. Man, I sure wish I had a lot of money. I sure wish I did. It'd be nice. Yeah. I keep forgetting to be ambitious. Mm. That's, a, that's a constant refrain of yours. No, it's not constant because if there was a constant refrain, then I would be remembering to be <laughs> ambitious. Sure. I guess I've just been. It's like every every like six months that I'm like, oh, oh, God, I forgot. To, I forgot to be ambitious. I forgot my ambitions. Ugh. I forgot to make my whole life about money. Oh, but man. you still go up on stage to not get paid all yeah, the time. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. I, in fact, I lose money. Most on, of the time when you do stand up, yeah. yeah. Especially we're getting a sitter. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, that word. That I'm married deep in the hole. <laughs> oh. Please give me the privilege of telling jokes. But one time I, I was so I was like doing this challenge with myself of not buying. Here's a very specific challenge: not buying alcohol at bars. So it doesn't mean that I can't spend money on alcohol, and it doesn't mean that I can't spend money at bars, but not buying alcohol at bars. And then one night I forgot, and I performed on a show at a theater, and I bought two glasses of wine, and they were ten dollars each. So after after tip, I, what, I spent like yeah. like twenty four dollars. Um, but then I got paid for the show, and I got paid twenty dollars to do the show. So you lost I, money. Yeah, so I lost money. And then the next week, I got into a car accident that cost me two thousand dollars. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm doing okay. <laughs> uh, it just kind of put everything into perspective. You're like, I'm going to drink at bars now. Yeah, I'm going to go drink at bars. You know what? I deserve it. You're going to lose the money anyway. Exactly. It's like yeah. If you have it, they're going to take it. Yeah. That's the, my the attitude toward money. The universe is going to take it from yeah. me no matter what <laughs> like, I do. Yeah. That's a good attitude to have toward money, I think. Actually, that's very healthy. And I think so. Yeah. It's not to get too attached or too exactly. controlled by it. Or exactly. Just get drunk at bars. Yeah. And, and then drive home and yeah. then get into an accident. You're going to get in an accident anyway. Gary Goldman's new special, he's got a really great joke about how like he grew up on welfare and uh, rich people don't trust people on welfare because they'll become dependent and not want to work anymore. But then rich people have so much money that they can't spend it anymore and they set up trusts for their kids. And then that makes the, those kids dependent on that and not want to work anymore. It's like a real, I, you know, I'm not doing it complete yeah. justice, but it make, it's, it's relevant. Uh, and, yeah, and I it's think that's a good joke. That is a good point, too, that I think that the people who are most afraid of others getting dependent are the ones who are projecting because they've been dependent their whole lives. Yes, they exactly. Were born rich. Yes. And they're like, nobody should live the way I live. I'm, it's too good to be true. <laughs> I got to keep everybody else from living the way I live. <laughs> it's like, I, yeah, generational wealth is their biggest fear. Yep, yep. No. Yeah. What? <laughs> no, Gary Goldman's joke was very funny. Like, um, yeah, just like, oh, it's going to make people not want to work anymore. Is that your Gary Goldman? Yeah, that's my Gary Goldman. <laughs> if I did that show. impression yeah. on stage, someone in the back would yell, Gary Goldman. Uh, <laughs> I thought Victor Ramos did the the funniest <laughs> one. But his, Godfrey, he did Gilbert yeah. Gottfried, and it was really good. It like, was really good. <laughs> it was very funny doing that. It was also really funny hearing his jokes in, in the Gilbert Gottfried. Voice. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was uh, made me realize that's how he's been writing jokes the whole time. <laughs> It's like, um, but with that, like, I want to listen to some Gilbert Gottfried now, but I used to listen to his podcast. I loved his, uh, amazing, uh, astounding super world, uh, fabulous. Uh, what was the podcast name? It was like, I don't even know. It had a super amazing, uh, like something, something highest possible adjectives podcast. Yeah. And, um, like he was, he was always very, uh, like long-winded in his introductions with people he would name every single thing they'd ever done uh, and like every role that they'd ever uh, like, really like, like with like 30 credits he would have it all like and like like, like give an outline of a person's entire career and it would take five minutes oh, to introduce every right single person who like was on, it was funny Smiling yeah they had they had to, they had to <laughs> listen to it too yeah it just it was funny that, that he Put Perfect. so much work into yeah. being so uh, long-winded. One of my favorite Gilbert Gottfried 
things of culture that he ever did, and he's done a lot, but he was on an episode of Wife Swap, Celebrity Wife Swap. No! And he, sw- <laughs> he swapped wives with Sugar Ray singer Mark McGrath. <laughs> oh! His, his wife is younger, and so it was like everything matched up for like Mark McGrath and Mrs. Godfrey, but like, and he had he had young kids too. Like they like the family dynamics, except for how old Gilbert was, worked. Oh. Like they they had same they had similar kids' age. The wives were similar ages, uh-huh. and uh, yeah. So they, <laughs> they they but also Mark McGrath just naturally looks younger because he's not Gilbert Godfrey. Exactly. It was <laughs> no, so like, so, so yeah. funny and. Uh, you'd think that Gilbert Gottfried, you know, I don't know, they definitely played it up in the episode that he would be, like, the neurotic parent, but he, like, was so blasé about being a parent. He just loved his kid and, like, wanted to give him everything. And Mark McGrath was neurotic and, like, had, like, a stringent schedule for the kids. Oh. And he so he really tried to put his foot down on how blasé the Gottfried house was. Wow. And it, like, really caused conflict. And then you go, you, you go, you flash to Gilbert at the McGrath house, and he's like, yeah, kids, let's go out to eat. Like, he's just, like, just <laughs> He's, like, the fun, and, like, and drunk, the wife was like, uh, cool dad. And the wife was like, yeah. you know what? I think I could use more of this at the house. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it, was, oh, well. it was really, really awesome. It was such a good episode. <laughs> I only watched it because Gilbert was in it, and it was so good. Yeah, I want to watch it now. Yeah. Man. I think you're Mark McGrath, Sean. Oh, you're definitely. like uh, yeah. uptight, but you're cool. I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Gilbert Godfrey. Oh, <laughs> the kid will be fine. <laughs> Let's go out to McDonald's. Oh, he doesn't eat anything at McDonald's. Okay, I'm going to eat two meals from McDonald's. My son's going to bed at 9.30. It's okay. Is 9.30 late? Uh, for a toddler. Yeah, I guess so. The recommended bedtime is 7 p.m. Oh. How so old is your son now? Three. Three. A one. <laughs> Two. <laughs> a three. Uh, <laughs> a three. <laughs> now that's a great Tootsie Roll. <laughs> He's already a Tootsie Roll. Mm. Yeah, my son's only uh, 22 weeks. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's a little... He's still a little baby, but he's staring at me over there. I Cur- love when curled a cat, up in your jacket. I love when a cat stares at you from across the room. It's so so funny. Your two dogs, our two dogs, but your two dogs stare at you every chance they get. Well, yeah. Well, Martin, yeah, Martin is Martin the cat is doing a similar thing, staring at you <laughs> while he falls asleep, making sure you're still there. Don't leave. Don't leave. Yeah. Don't leave. I'm, <laughs> I'm sleeping, but don't leave. I'm watching you. Oh, we spent so much time together today. It's like. I feel like a kitten, you, you really got to work on its development early. Yeah. You know, in order to shape its personality. So oh, it's sure. always pleasant. Play a lot of Beethoven. Yeah, you got to <laughs> <tell. laughs> teach it how to talk. On, on Duolingo. <laughs> yeah, on Duolingo. We're doing. We're yeah, doing get them interested Latin. in art and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take him to the MFA. <laughs> yeah, I can see that you've been to the MFA a lot. Oh, by yeah. By your wall, yeah. Oh, Andy started collecting the little tags and putting them around a lampshade. So there's a bunch of uh, MFA uh, ID tags that are on the... I love it. Or I love like visitor tags. Uh, my my brother used to call it the motherfucking asshole. Ooh. Was he a rapper? No, because it's the MFAA. Oh, oh, okay. It's the motherfucking asshole. That's <laughs> it's an acronym. Oh, oh, yeah. Bob. I was just imagining <laughs> oh, that in a rap song. <laughs> All right, Martin, listen, <laughs> yeah, the Martin, listen, listen close. Uh, an acronym is where each letter <laughs> oh. stands for a word. Yeah. Martin, are you listening? Yeah. <laughs> if you, they should do a challenge where everybody who gets on the show has to impromptu rap. <laughs> I I would not do it. I don't think I would. I don't think they would ask me. But uh, I could do impromptu acronyms, but not rapping. Yeah, that's like a that's like an improv trick. Yeah, 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 yeah. We teach you that level three. Uh, I paid a lot of money to learn hmm. new skills. I like I, you know the MFA though, and uh, I know whenever like I tell people that uh, you know my wife's from Texas, we're going out to Texas to visit or whatever. And I was like, oh Texas, blah blah blah. And I was like. It's it's I don't know it's it's just another city, guys. <laughs> it's All just, cities are the same, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, 
Wait, there's like city people and out of the city people. Absolutely. In all parts of the country, that's the main difference, right? That's really it. Like, was oh. it Tim McLaughlin's got a joke that like most of America is just Indiana? Like someone was, <laughs> he said he like say on stage that he's from Indiana, and someone goes, Bleh. He's like, where are you from? She's like, Fredericksburg, Pennsylvania. And he's like, oh, you're Indiana with a mountain. Yeah. He's like, it's New York, <laughs> L.A., Chicago, and Indiana. That's the whole fucking country. <laughs> I'm from Chicago. I loved it there, but it was cold. It is cold, man. And what, how, when was the last time you lived in Chicago? When I was like 21, 23. Uh, I don't know, but like... Briefly after I got out of the army, so like 24, uh, just for like a couple months, and then I moved here. After, but I, I lived in New Orleans, and then I then I kind of bounced around at a couple different sisters' apartments, and then I moved here. What made you come to Houston? Because I knew a guy in the army who was driving a taxi in Pasadena who got me a job doing that and said I could stay at his mom's place huh. while I worked there and worked enough to get my own place, and then it took me about a month to move out and just drive a taxi and i did that for five years and i put myself through college and went to uh downtown and, um, and then i've done Stokes. nothing with it i do nothing with my degree <laughs> and I, um, I have it for no reason <laughs> and, um, i wish i wouldn't have tried <laughs> forgot my ambition yeah <laughs> you did not forget to be ambitious you you were ambitious. So. Uh, I wanted to be educated, but uh, I wanted to actually go. I, I, I always felt like a really like deep seated inferiority like sense from people my age who already finished college when I was like in my mid 20s because mm-hmm. I had just been in the army and like and I, I couldn't make it through school because I didn't know how to pay for it. And then I. Did you get, did, like, uh, this is a stupid question, ignorance, really. GI Bill was not a thing. That well, I had to use it to go through school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, but I had to pay for college myself, like because yeah. our family was kind of broke when it when I was eighteen. Yeah, yeah. We grew up kind of rich and then lost all the money at mm. all at once, mm. and then I was kind of on my own. So I joined the army. Yeah. And, uh, sounds like a Bruce Springsteen song. It really does. Yeah. <laughs> And then I turned gay after <laughs> I was back from the army. <laughs> I think about that that shaggy dog story you tell in the trenches. Oh, yeah. I think about that. I think about that story all the time. Oh. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm sure your 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 millions of listeners know the story. So we're gonna have to go into it now. Was it the story? No, you about? tell. You tell. You tell. What's your recollection? Uh. Well, I mean, I've heard it a couple different times, and it has it has changed a bunch. But it was essentially that, like you, like you guys were being shot at at one point. Yes, that's the one that I think about all the time too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where I pretended to be shooting my rifle when um it was too full of sand from never cleaning it for the whole time I was deployed <laughs> to actually fire. And uh, when I had to go fire, I was just standing amongst like six or seven dudes who were all f- actually firing their <laughs> weapons, and and I was just. Bam, bam! I was just making the sounds of firing, <laughs> and um, that was that's the closest I came to combat. Uh, but then you, th- there was another part where like you guys thought you were guy, you were gonna die. You were with another guy, and you thought you were gonna. Die. Oh, that was a that was a different story. Yeah. Yes, that was when um. So like we had to bring a battle buddy like there's a term battle you learn in buddy. basic that's, training is battle term. buddy yes. you, you, you know you never go anywhere alone yeah and especially like we were we were on a convoy and we got stopped and and like we only you know we were, we were stopping for like 15 minute intervals and our interval was almost up but I had to take a shit yeah and so did the this guy next to me and we both ran out to go take a shit. <laughs> And we had time to only do like two shits at the same time. <laughs> so we went back to Baxi's. We dug a hole and then um and then the convoy started moving and, and we weren't with them and then uh then people saw us and they they, they mistook us for enemy fire <laughs> or enemies like approaching and so they asked for us to like like, like the call and response, you know the the uh, well, I forget the term for you know like uh, 
the the safe word, the shibboleth, the you know, like yeah, the, sure, the, yeah, sure. the the word you're supposed to say when they call it. And I couldn't hear it, but I was sitting there shitting, and like, and then the other guy was, and then like shots started getting like exploding everywhere, <laughs> and there was smoke and sand, and and while I was shitting, like, uh, like the head behind, like his head was like severed from his body, and I collapsed, and like, and then I had his body on top of my body, and I was in the hole with his shit, <laughs> and there was all this like sand and smoke and fire and everything and that's when i realized i was gay so good yeah yeah that's the story you know, that's so, what some of the audiences don't quite get it i love <laughs> i come I love that I saw you tell that one that story and no one laughed at that at the end and you looked at a man in, fr- in the front row and just went it's all made up so it's all made <laughs> I up can't. No, I, no last yeah. time I saw it it went very well okay. also <laughs> laughed, so. it's one of those things that doesn't feel good when it doesn't go well yeah I can That's only some, imagine some you, that doesn't you, you feel really good commit when... to the story I've it's seen really it great do. I've oh, seen yeah. it do very okay. well Three times. So. Mm. I, I've also seen it do well. I'm just saying that one. There's this one time <laughs> okay. when it didn't, it, it and that's did the time it sticks well. out. And that's why I don't get booked. <laughs> and that's why nobody loves me. Bob, I book you <laughs> okay. every time. Okay. Come up. I told you we have an extra place. Come stay with us. Right. You can. You know, we'll, we'll get you on a bunch of shows in Worcester and Boston. That'd be great. Yeah, Come I, I should out. do that. And I should, uh, Andy. I should go and take a trip to Boston. Yeah, do it. Boston, yeah. Boston. Yeah, do it. I know. My mom's a sweetie. My brother lives around there. I should oh, yeah. go and fucking well, visit. Talk, to, talk fucking, to him. <laughs> talk to my fucking brother. He lives in fucking Massachusetts. And uh, we should have a good fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I'll, I'll mediate with your brother. I don't okay. care. Okay. And, uh, and Andy will charm everyone. And yeah. He will. He sure will. Yeah. Anyway, you y'all, you're both uh, very fun, and uh, it's good to see you both. And uh, Merry Christmas, Cheers. Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, oh. May, as my son would say, May Kissmas, May Kissmas, May Kissmas. That's that's. I guess you had to be there with the with your little adorable best friend it's saying May May Christ May Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Merry Merry Christmas, mothers motherfuckers. <laughs> And uh, assholes. <laughs> don't don't don't, uh, don't think too highly of yourself, and uh, keep keep on the on the low, and uh, and never have confidence, and uh, the world will will prove you right if you if you never try, and if but you could be happy anyway, so that but you probably won't be, and that's the <laughs> the message on the healing club is uh I don't know go fuck yourself all right. <laughs>